G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And it's always a privilege on a Friday to welcome to the airwaves Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. He's uh, coming to us from magnificent Melbourne today. How are you doing, Bill? Very well indeed, Matt. <laughs> Mate, tell us what, uh, give us a bit of a weather report for, for Melbourne today. How's it looking? Oh, well, mind you, a bit, it's been a bit hot and muggy for the last few days. I think a storm is supposed to come through at some point, so yeah. hopefully that'll cool it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, mate. And uh, how's your health? Have you been, have you been isolating? Uh, what's, what's the latest with you? Oh, well, I mean, if you lived in Melbourne, you've effectively been isolating for two years, so... <laughs> <laughs> with all the <laughs> mandates and dictates. So I guess WA is now experience. Well, they've experienced their own version of it. So, yeah, different people have known all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my kids to go back to school, Bill. I've still got till February yeah, yeah, yeah. 7. Can you believe it? Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about some other things. Mate, I love reading your blogs. You're always uh, introducing all sorts of uh Great themes and topics, uh, all the hot potatoes us Christians love to discuss as well. Um, you, you've introduced uh, a blog recently with um, a highlight highlighting the life of Francis Schaeffer, who's a very well-known theologian and apologist, and he's been very influential over the years. Tell us a bit about why you've decided to blog about Francis Schaeffer. Yeah, well, it's, uh, my title is a bit misleading to say I'm introducing him. I looked it up, <laughs> did a search. And all up, there's probably about 140 different articles on my website where I either, you know, talk about him, quote him, refer to him. So I've been talking about Schaefer heaps in the last uh, 16 or so years on my website. But, uh, yeah, I've done two recent articles on him. Uh, He wrote, actually, 22 books all up. So a few days ago, I, I looked at his very last uh, book that he wrote in 1984 before he passed away, The Great Evangelical Disaster. And then just the other day, I did the very first book he wrote, I think back in 1968, uh, Escape from Reason. And I tried to point out in both pieces that he, he you know, had a pretty consistent message all the way through. Some of the same themes he was pushing in the 60s, he was certainly running with in the 80s, and those who know Schaefer know he liked to talk about the personal infinite God that exists, that he's revealed himself. We have true truth about God in the world. Our job is to model his truth and beauty to the watching world. We have to watch out for compromise, accommodation with the world. These were some of his themes, and so I... Uh, once again, highlighted some of them in these recent articles. And let's have a quick chat about the book Escape from Reason. Um, just mm. give us a, a bit of a, a snapshot uh, about that one. Yeah, well, it's a short and sweet little book, only 100 pages, a small paperback. But there he really kind of laid out his basic thought. It, it kind of covers quite a bit philosophy, 
history of thought. He looks at culture, the arts, literature. Just, well, he begins the book by saying every generation of Christians has the problem of how to reach afresh uh, a new generation of non-Christians, right? There's new challenges. I mean, the gospel stays the same. The truth of the message is the same, but sometimes finding ways to communicate with modern man who does change, well, that may need changing as well. So that's what he he really has in mind in that book. How do we reach modern man who has rejected the notion of absolute truth, who's put subjective feelings often at the center of their lives, who no longer has a sense of history, all these big ticket items. He says, okay, how can we best reach these people for the gospel? And uh, as I say, I think in that article, he, uh, you know, he, he tried to really keep up on the latest trends and thought and culture and philosophy, not as an end in itself, but so that he could better reach people. And as I also said, I used to listen to his teaching tapes. He had a ministry in the mountains of Switzerland called Labrie, and he used to get his teaching tapes, cassette tapes. I'd listen. I remember one of them, he was teaching a bunch of young people some really heavy-duty philosophical and theological topics. And then during Q&A, he said, well, you know, really, I'm just a plain old-fashioned evangelist, to which the audience broke out in laughter, you know, all this hardcore stuff he was giving, but he was quite serious. His heart was simply this, I want to reach people for the gospel. So if it means going into detail about philosophy and culture and the arts, well, I'll do it to reach them. So that was his real passion, loving people, loving them enough to learn about the world they lived in so that he could reach them for Christ and the culture and the gospel. Now, I've had the privilege of visiting a few different Christian communities over the years, and, you know, there's a, a few scattered around Australia. I'm curious, do you know much about the Labrie community in Switzerland that he co-founded? What, what was the what was the lifestyle yeah. like over there? Yeah, well, I, I, I was there once, uh, long ago, and I lived in Europe. Uh, he really, well, he started it, uh, say, back in the late 50s, early 60s even, uh, and <clears throat> really a big part of the passion that he had is, you know, this is when, well, the 60s, certainly mid to late 60s, the whole hippie culture broke out, the whole culture culture, and as he knew, a lot of Westerners, you know, Australians, English, Americans would go to Europe, usually end up, say, in Amsterdam, and head down through Europe to the east, right, to find a guru, to find enlightenment in India or Nepal, Tibet. So there was what was known as the hippie trail, often, again, starting from London or Amsterdam, making your way through Europe. And, of course, many of these kids searching for truth, you know, Switzerland was on the way. So he set up these, uh, there's some chalets up in the mountains, very beautiful. And he would basically bring in these young searching people. They could, you know, kind of work, uh, do a bit of work in the fields or whatever, get free room and board, and then listen to lectures in the evening about the truthfulness of the gospel. So that was really his whole aim. And that's what he did. And a lot of these hippies, uh, well, some never made it to India and Nepal because they actually became Christians while in Switzerland listening to Schaefer. So that was his whole... um, Focus his own ministry, as we said, he passed away 
1984, but the ministry still continues, and it's not just in Switzerland, uh, other places around the world also have Libri Fellowship, so it's been a very important ministry indeed. I remember uh, my mum actually telling me that she visited there many years ago and uh, had a, a deep impact on her. And uh, I also mm. remember reading uh, a book called Addicted to Mediocrity from Frankie Schaefer, uh, Francis mm-hmm. Schaefer's son. Uh, yeah. But I understand he, he ended up going uh, off the rails a bit, did he? Yeah, well, sadly, I mean, he was quite good. I actually, I think, met him in Boston. He was living there when I was living there. Uh, so, yeah, he, he ended up doing some film or video series with his dad, uh, How Should We Then Live and One Other, you know, looking at the issues. So he was quite involved with his dad, trying to share the gospel and other types of media. But, yeah, unfortunately, he kind of uh, backed away from the faith over the years and started getting pretty, well, almost uh, into atheism and rejection of his own father and his own faith. So, yeah, we can pray for uh, Frank, Frankie Schaefer, uh, that he does come back. That's sad when your kids kind of depart from the faith. So, yeah, even you can have a great Christian uh a leader like Francis and Edith Schaefer, and still, even sometimes your kids can kind of go off the rail. Mm. Well, certainly uh, one worth looking up. It's a it's a great blog you've written there. I've just had a scan through it this morning. I thought, yeah, I want to. Uh, and you've re- written another blog about Francis Schaefer as well recently. I noticed. Yep, yep. Now I'm always writing. Any excuse will do to <laughs> write more about him. Wonderful. <laughs> it's certainly worth a look at the uh, Culture Watch website. Now, another blog that you've written, uh, which is a bit of a controversial one, Bill, we're going to open a can of worms here, but uh, <laughs> we're going to try and be honouring and loving to everyone listening. Uh, you've, you've written a blog called What Should I Do? Is it So which is it, the jab or the job? Now, it's a big hot topic mm-hmm. today, of course, with the <laughs> mandates and you know, there's different uh, rulings in different states and different industries, but what's your take on this? Yeah, well, um, I mean, in one sense, I've been talking about this for the last two years looking at government mandates, some of the suppression of our freedoms and basic human rights. So it's a common theme. But the other day, some gal said, look, I'm a teacher and uh, maybe I didn't necessarily want the jab, but to keep my job, I had to do it. So she kind of took me to task and said, so, Bill, what would you do if you were in my situation? So I basically gave her a brief reply and said, well, look, if you're not asking a rhetorical question, if you really mean it, I'm happy to share, you know, my thoughts. And that response ended up becoming a whole article on the subject. So uh, I can share a few of the bits that I wrote in that piece. But the first thing, obviously, I said, we're all different. Uh, There's no cookie-cutter Christianity. Uh, Some Christians will feel led to do one thing, some another. So I'm not in the position to tell anybody what they should do. They have to seek the Lord. they got to pray. As we know, some people have real concerns and hesitancy about the new COVID vaccines, whether they're really safe and efficacious. And, you know, it just seems like booster after booster. Does this thing ever end? Whereas others are happy to take it. And then I suppose there's a third group who are those who you know, do have questions, not really happy to take it. But again, to keep your job, to keep basic freedoms, to travel, to go to school, uh, you know, go to restaurants, go to concerts. A lot of people are doing it kind of under duress. So that's kind of the first thing I said. There's different ways you can go. 
But I also went on to talk about, well, you know, to the extent that there is unjust discrimination, you know, we do have this two-tiered society. We have people being denied basic rights, again, of travel, education, and so on, simply because of their own personal medical choices. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the opinion if we had enough people kind of banding together and saying, no, this is wrong, uh, there should be no coercion in medicine. That's the lesson of the Nuremberg trials. You know, we should not be forced to do stuff, take stuff into our bodies. We should have the choice. So I say if you know enough Christians got together, whether individuals, churches, pastors, Christian businesses, you know, we could maybe make a stand, but it seems far too many simply just complied, happily went along with the mandates. And, uh, well, uh, there's a saying that, you know, uh, as long as we keep complying, the mandates will keep coming. It's only because we keep giving in instead of showing a bit of backbone. So anyway, it's it's a big topic. And again, different Christians have different views. But uh, I think there are real concerns about government overreach and forcing people to take uh, medicines into their body that they may not be fully comfortable with. Well, it's good to see that you've uh, tackled this hot topic on your blog there, Bill. Um, I know there's a lot of Christians that aren't willing to talk about it publicly because it's such a divisive issue. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, here at the radio station, we're always very careful not to, you know, push people or coerce people to any particular belief. And I know also as a pastor, I've got people in my church that are extreme anti-vax, extreme pro-vax. And, you know, I just keep saying, you know, we've got to come back to Romans 14. You know, let's not be a stumbling block. Let's love one another. Um, we can mm-hmm. have discussions about it, but let's not. Let's be careful not to be divisive or argumentative and, and let's not label people, you know, put people in a box as well. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've heard of churches that have had splits over this issue, uh, yeah, which yeah. is uh, heartbreaking uh, for the body of Christ. Um, and, you know, it's certainly been a shaking uh, for the church to... Mm-hmm. Make us realize that you know that we've got all these big decisions. You know, a lot of people have personal decisions to make, and I think yep. as as believers, we we really just have to make sure that we're honoring of one another's you know personal choices and uh, trying not to be divisive on this issue. But it's good to see that you've. Uh, Tackled it. Did you cop a lot of heat when you posted that blog? Did you get a lot of uh, feedback on it? Or? Uh, oh, look, you always get some heat. Some people think you're wonderful and you, yeah. you said exactly what they believe. Others think I'm terrible and how dare you? So, you know, it goes with the territory. If I wanted to live a quiet and peaceful life, I don't think I'd have an interactive blog site, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so good to see that uh, you're. Uh, Tackling a broad range of issues on your on your blog there, from Francis Schaefer to the, the getting the jab or not, uh, when, when it comes to the mandates. Well, thank you so much uh, for giving us an update on uh, what you're blogging about, and it's always a privilege to catch up. And it's great to see you back on Facebook, mate. For for those who haven't yeah. heard the the break, they haven't kicked you off yet, hey? Well, 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 mind you, I've been given a 90-plus day uh, kind of ban for being too, uh, you know, talking too much truth, obviously. They don't <laughs> always like that, so it's harder to find me, but I'm still there. Yep. You haven't yep. got up to 5,000 friends yet, I've noticed. You're still, you're still just well, working. Well, no, <laughs> I lost the first 5,000. I'm, I'm up to about maybe eight, 900 now, and, yeah. but in some ways it's good. You can weed out the dead wood and you get the real deal, so it's been all right. <laughs> well, thanks for keeping me as your Facebook friend. And, yeah, well, uh, yeah, got to have you. <laughs> And you know it's a bit like Gideon. You know you got you got the good three hundred. You know yeah. you got the right. Yeah. Well, that's it exactly. <laughs> and, but uh, I noticed you had to call yourself Bill Mullen. You had yes, to change well, your name a bit, hey? Uh, 
when you're permanently banned, you have to be a little bit creative on how to get back. I mean, there's other, you know, smaller social media sites, but Facebook is the big one. So again, for me, as probably for you, it's a way to share the gospel, share truth. So it's worth trying to be there. Good on you, mate. Well, it's so good to uh, talk to you on the radio as well as online as well. But uh, certainly uh, encourage people to check out the the blog. They can go to BillMuhlenberg.com or CultureWatch.com. Is that the website? Yeah, there's Culture Watch, one word, and mm-hmm. they'll find it pretty quick. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. Have a great weekend. God bless. All right. You too. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.